Do you ever find it difficult to complete a project because you're constantly putting the finishing touches on it? Do you keep putting goals off because you just feel like the timing isn't quite right? And do your coworkers or maybe your family accuse you of being impossible to please? Well, coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, we're going to talk about three strategies you can use to rein in your perfectionism. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. You know, a lot of times when we talk about perfectionism, we talk about it like it's a good thing. I mean, it's almost like bragging, oh, I'm such a perfectionist. You know what I mean? It's that humble brag. But the truth of the matter is perfectionism is a problem. And the most successful women know that perfectionism is actually rooted in fear. It's not about excellence at all. Excellence and perfectionism are not one and the same. Excellence is a process. It's really about being good at what you do, but it it really accepts the fact that you may be imperfect along the way, and that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how you actually become excellent. Perfectionism is rooted in that fear that perhaps you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be able to get it right. Sometimes it's your fear of criticism and what other people are going to think. Perfectionism can actually be rooted in a lot of past challenges, difficulties, circumstances that left us feeling like we didn't quite measure up. And so we have that fear of putting that final product out into the world. Perfectionism can keep you from putting your dreams out there. Perfectionism can cause you to never celebrate your wins because you're always ignoring the milestones and and the expectations that you set are so high that you never actually end up meeting them. Perfectionism actually is stealing your joy. So if you could relate it all to this idea of perfectionism, whether you are a perfectionism in your work or your business, or you've been a perfectionism about how you look, perfectionist about your parenting, perfectionism about what your house is like, you know what I'm saying. There's a lot of different ways that our perfectionism can show up. And ultimately, it can hold us back. You might be a perfectionist in things like money. You feel like you should be saving a certain amount or investing a certain amount. And because the expectation is so high of where you think you ought to be, you don't start with where you are. You keep putting the goal off and actually letting yourself off the hook because you have made the bar so high that since you can't clear it, there's no need to even get started. Yeah, perfectionism can create all of those issues. And as I was thinking about this topic of perfectionism, as I noticed quite a few people asking me to just kind of touch on the subject a bit, I thought about a family member of mine I love dearly, one of my aunts. So gifted. She actually 
really encouraged me in my book writing. She was an English teacher for 43 years. She helped edit my first book when it was self-published and just always, always cheered me on. And so I remember when she started writing her own book. In fact, she had been writing for quite some time and she had put together a collection of essays as well as a nonfiction, not really short stories, pretty long short story of of the start of her life, which was really uh, an interesting journey. And she wanted to put all of this together as a book. And I remember talking through it with her. I remember her giving me the typewritten pages of the book and telling me she had more work to do, but here's what I've done so far. And, you know, every time I would see her, you know, which wasn't often, maybe once a year or so, somehow the book would come up. And she would always say, well, it's it's not quite ready yet. I, you know, I still have some work to do on it. And I'm talking years at this point had gone by. And she would always talk about this this goal of getting her book published and, and wanting to be an author. And you can imagine if you've taught English for that long and you love writing, you've taught people to write, you've edited your niece's book and she's gone on to get a book deal and write multiple books, that it would really be a cool dream to get your book published. She kept saying it wasn't quite good enough. And in fact, at one point, uh, her computer crashed and she lost everything. She couldn't find the book and she was devastated. And I said, I'm pretty sure I still have what you gave me. (laughs) I put it away in a file with all of my copies of my manuscripts. And we were actually able to retype the book, like put it back in uh, to a soft copy format. I mean, she was so excited. But she still kept saying there was more work to do. And time ran out. And I remember my last conversation with her about that book. It was on my birthday. It was 2017, I believe. No, it was 2016, January 15th. It was my birthday. And the reason I remember that is because we shared the same birthday. So we would always race to to see who could wish the other happy birthday first. (laughs) And that day, she got to me first. And that day was pretty special because she had been very sick. And in fact, at that point, she was in hospice. And I said, Auntie still want to get your book published. Would it be okay? I published the book. I really want to do that. She said, would you do that? And I said, yes, I promise you, I'm going to get your book published. And 10 days later, she passed away. And the following year, I did what I said I was going to do. I, I published her book. But oh, how I wish she had come to see her book in print. And I tell you this story, it might sound extreme, but it illustrates how perfectionism can keep us from our dreams. When we keep holding back what we have to bring to the world, I mean, in her case, we were still able to bring it to the world, but she didn't get to experience what it was like to finally see her words in print. And I'm wondering for you, what are you holding on to 
what are you holding back because you won't risk the idea that it won't be perfect? <laughs> what is it that is waiting for you to put it out into the world? What conversation are you holding back on because you won't say it perfectly? What is the thank you or the forgiveness that you could offer, but you feel like you don't have the perfect way to do it? What's the career path that you're holding back on because you don't feel like you've got the perfect amount of experience? What is it for you? Because our perfectionism typically, it's rooted in fear. And if you're willing to coach yourself, if you're willing to step out of that fear, if you're willing to give yourself permission to be imperfect, my goodness, imagine what you might be willing to do. Imagine what you might be willing to experience, what you might be willing to actually let go of. There are a few coaching questions that I think can really create a thought shift when it comes to perfectionism. And the first is this. What are you afraid to happen will happen if you do it imperfectly? What are you afraid will happen if you do it imperfectly? If if as simple as if if people come over and the house isn't perfect, if you go ahead and throw the party and it doesn't come out just perfect, if you apply for the job and you didn't have just the right amount of experience, what are you afraid will happen? If you make that phone call and ask, whatever ask means for you. What are you afraid will happen if you do it imperfectly? And then once you ask that question, then follow up with, what if that happens? What would you do then? Because what tends to happen is we get stuck in the what if. What if it's not perfect? And we have this story playing out in our heads, but we tend to stop it, stop at what if that happens as though it's the worst thing in the world. But if you push beyond what if that happens, you say, well, what would I do then? Like, what if I put my writing out there in the world and it's not perfect? What if there is a typo? What if somebody doesn't like it? What if someone criticizes it? What would you do then? Uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> you might be aggravated at them, right? Maybe you would even be embarrassed, but you would have put it out there. You would have stood for what mattered for you. What if they come over and it's not perfect? You still would have connected. You still would have extended the invitation. Wouldn't that be worth it? What if? It's an important question to answer. Because when we stop at our fear, our fear of doing it imperfectly, our fear of criticism, our fear of disapproval, our fear of rejection, we act as though fear is a reason to stop. When you ask, and what if that happened, what would I do? You actually imagine yourself on the other side of your fear. So be willing to ask that question. And then secondly, sometimes you simply need to ask, what would good enough look like? What would good enough look like? Because there really is no perfect. Because when you get it to what you say is perfect, I guarantee you, later on, you're going to find something else that needed to be done. I mean, I can, I'll, I'll show you this book, for example. This is the special Barnes and Noble copy of Successful Women Think Differently. So if it doesn't look like the book you're usually used to, that's because 
it's not, but it's still the same book. So I wrote this book quite some time ago and I open it up and I look at it and I like it. I think, I think it's good. <laughs> okay. So that's good. I think it's good. But I may look now and say, oh, oh, I would have worded this sentence a little differently or I would have added something. There's, there's, there's a little, there's a little concept I've since learned and I think it would be really relevant here. So even if you think something's perfect today, there's no guarantee that a week from now, you're still going to think the same thing, let alone a year from now. So why not determine what good enough is, define it for yourself. And when you get there, be done. Good enough doesn't have to be a low standard. It actually can be a pretty high standard. But when you define it, you know when you got there. And so by making your bullet pointed list, you have something to aim for. And you can stop with the perfectionism because you can say this reaches my standard of excellence. It doesn't need to be perfect to be valuable and purposeful and to have impact and ultimately to reach the goal you're trying to reach, which is the bigger question. Sure, I could have kept holding on to successful women think differently. And I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. If I had, the goal was to get it out there, to get all of this positive psychology research that I had studied in graduate school, to be an inspiration, to share what I had learned with other people, and it didn't need to be perfect. So what is that for you? In fact, I'm going to wrap us up with these three strategies that I think are super powerful around reining in your perfectionism and the coaching questions that I've given you really align with these. So number one, you've heard me say this before if you followed me at all, but if not, here you go. It's focus on progress, not perfection. So get a clear purpose of why you are doing what you're doing in every situation. What's the purpose? And the fact of the matter is when you have a clear sense of purpose, you understand that progress matters. <laughs> right? Progress is bringing you closer to what it is you're trying to accomplish and whatever the thing is that you're doing. And so making progress is more important than getting things perfect because in making progress, you're learning, you're growing, you're getting closer to your goal. And you, got, you get that sense of satisfaction from being productive. And oftentimes perfectionism actually keeps us from productivity. So focus on progress, not perfection. Whatever that thing is, maybe it's in your parenting and you feel like, oh, I messed up. Okay, learn from it. But what progress have you made? If you messed up or maybe you responded in a way that wasn't the best, if you went back and you said, you know what, I, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm going to try to do differently next time. That's still progress. That's still progress because if you haven't apologized before or you haven't been admitting when you're wrong, that's progress. And ignoring that doesn't suddenly make you perfect, right? You want to be finding those ways that you are appreciating and noticing your milestones, celebrating your wins. So maybe it's not perfect, but there's progress. Celebrate that. Learn from it. Grow from it. Number two, set your minimum standard and stop when you meet it. Listen, this this is in the chapter that I wrote called Don't Be a Maximizer. And it's from the work of Dr. 
Barry Schwartz, who wrote a book, a really great book called The Paradox of Choice. And that whole book is is about how um, this culture of overabundance robs us of joy and satisfaction because we can have so many choices and so many expectations that we're never satisfied because we always feel like there is something that might have been even a little bit better, even if what we have or what we've accomplished is great. And so when you set your minimum standard, that was the coaching question that I just asked, right? Which is what's good enough? Define it. And when you get there, bam, you can check whatever that thing is off your list and move on. Number three, if you must perfect something, like if you're like Valerie, there, there's this thing and I, I have to, I, I can't let go of my perfectionism in this area. If you must perfect something, perfect your top priority. In other words, don't allow yourself to waste time trying to perfect things that really don't matter that much. They're really not meaningful. They're really not going to move the needle. It's not really providing a lot of value. It's not going to improve your situation. If you're going to focus that kind of energy, at least get clear about your priority. What is it that really matters? If you decide, hey, that is my parenting, or that is my relationship, or that is my health, then have the one thing, and that's it. So focus on progress, not perfection. Number two, get clear on your minimum standard. Know what good enough looks like, and good enough might be really excellent. But when you get to good enough, you move on. You stop looking for new choices, new ideas. Stop trying to perfect things and add more finishing touches. No, you got there. Pat yourself on the back and move forward. And then lastly, if you just are like, I I, I like something about the perfectionism, give yourself permission to do that with just one thing. So I'm wondering for you, what's your one thing? What's your one thing? I would love to hear from you. You can write a review. You can talk about where you perhaps could focus on a little more progress and not perfection. What's the dream that maybe you held back on that if you weren't a perfectionist, you'd go ahead and you do it. You go for it. You put that work out into the world. The most successful women and the most successful people understand that progress, not perfection, is essential if you're going to be successful. Otherwise, you get stuck and you end up wasting precious time, energy, and resources that could be used making progress on things that are far more purposeful. I want you to let go of that perfectionism. I'd love to hear how you're doing it. So if you want to review these coaching questions I've been talking about, check out the coaching notes. You can also go to, uh, to ValerieBurton.com forward slash podcast, not only for this episode, but for all the episodes. I would love, love, love for you to keep on listening. And if you know somebody who's a perfectionist, maybe pass this episode along to them. <laughs> so I look forward to talking to you again next time. But thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. 
Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Podcast.